Let's get it, baby. We are back to another episode of Real Talk with myself, Bailey Arredondo, coming at you live from Fort Worth, Texas on this Wednesday afternoon. And for today's show, I want to kind of dive in and talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the NBA, uh, give a little NBA talk. Uh, my last podcast, I kind of got carried away with leadership rather than talking, you know, getting more into like the nitty gritty of the NBA and NFL. So I want to take this opportunity to kind of just share my insights on what's been going on in the NBA. I want to talk about Jimmy Butler packing his bags from Minnesota and moving out east to Philadelphia. And I kind of want to dissect the whole Draymond KD situation. I guess it's more viewed as as an altercation, but I just want to talk about what that does for the Warriors long term and for now. So let's get it, baby. Let's get after it. So the NBA has really transformed, I really think, in the past five to six years and has elevated itself to arguably one of the best pro sports organizations, associations in the world. Unlike other sports like baseball and football, the media world and I think all its fans really have kind of been intrigued in the NBA almost 365 days a year. We see it in the offseason, we see it at trade deadlines, we see it in the preseason, we've seen summer league get more notoriety. Like, people are really caring more and more about the NBA. You know, once the World Series done, we don't really talk about baseball. Once the Super Bowl's over, you know, we have a three to four month period where we don't really talk about football. But the NBA has done a great job of being relevant throughout the whole entire year. Not just the NBA calendar year, but just the whole year itself. And as good as that is for the NBA, I do think the NBA has kind of transformed to more of a a more of a gossip league, a lot more drama, players' feelings get hurt, you know, this kind of alludes to player mobility, forming super teams because they want to feel like they, you know, superstars want to feel like they were needed. So all of this just kind of goes to prove that times are changing. You know, it's not like the 90s or the early 2000s where players and coaches were a lot more vulgar and a lot more aggressive, punches were thrown, the overall physicality of the league was at a way higher level than it is now. You had dudes like KG, Ron Artest, Ben Wallace, like dudes you just don't want to see under the basket. Like these guys might have actually been psychotic. Like for real, these guys actually might have been psychos. But that's what made them special. They were different. And with that being said... You know, I want to reiterate that the overall physicality of the league is declining, but the softness and the, as Colin Coward referred to the Warriors as the skinny jing effect, you know, gives me the impression that this league is soft. So with that being said, I want to give you my thoughts on the Kevin Durant and Draymond Green altercation that happened a few days ago when the Warriors are playing the Clippers. So if you don't really know what happened, I'll run it down for you real quick. The Warriors and Clippers were tied 106-106 with under 10 seconds on the clock in the fourth quarter, and Lou Williams for the Clippers misses a mid-range jumper, and as time is dwindling down, Draymond Green grabs a rebound for the Warriors and frantically dribbles up the court and kind of loses the ball in transition. 
and the clock ends up running out and the game heads into overtime. But during that play, if you kind of rewatch it and look back, you can see that when Lou Williams missed that shot and Draymond got the rebound, Kevin Durant was kind of waving his hands, clapping his hands, like demanding the ball. You know, which makes sense. A back-to-back finals MVP, arguably the best scorer in NBA history, can really kind of get his shot wherever he wants on the floor. So it was understandable why KD was demanding the ball. So, I mean, like KD should, he got pretty heated at Draymond and went to the Warriors bench and, you know, was explaining, you know, hey, I want the ball. That's my time to get the ball. This is kind of what I do. And what is reportedly said is that Draymond called Kevin Durant uh, the five-letter B-word and even took it to the next level to mention KD's expiring contract and kind of alluded to, you know, he has one foot in, one foot out the door. But it didn't stop there. They kind of got a little bit more juicier in the locker room after the game. You know, they ended up losing to the Clippers in overtime. So frustration levels were probably high. Um, Emotions were probably flying high. But what really caught my eye and was interesting was the reports from Woj. And if you're not following Adrian Wojnarowski, he's the ESPN senior NBA insider, straight up the guru of NBA talk. Like this guy, if you hear it from him, you know it's for real. So... After the game, he tweeted and explained that him and Mark Spears, another guy that works for ESPN covering the NBA, said that the late game exchange between Durant and Draymond carried into the locker room on Monday night, and teammates were loudly confronting Draymond Green with his decision-making on the final play, and the scene was overall described as one of the most intense scenes in the Golden State era. With that being said, yesterday the Warriors announced that Draymond Green will be suspended for last night's game against the Hawks without pay. So with the Warriors taking a stand and suspending Draymond on their own terms without pay, it leads me to come to the conclusion of this. The Warriors are, and will, do anything to keep Kevin Durant around. I mean, that's just it. You don't just come across a dog like Kevin Durant any day in the NBA. I mean, this is a a true champion and a winner. But as great as talent as Kevin Durant is, I gotta say, he's a snake. He's he's a, a petty snake. I mean, you never know where this dude's head's at. Let's not forget that this guy was eight minutes away from beating the Warriors 4-1 in the playoffs to advance to the finals and then ends up coughing up a 3-1 lead and forgoes the relationships and connections and the love for Oklahoma City and joins the Warriors. You know, I guess if you can't beat them, join them. So we know that Kevin Durant's, you know, he's got some spice. He's got some attitude. So what makes me think about what this altercation with Draymond will do for the Warriors, I think Katie's got to go. I think KD, this, this, this might be, you know, the, the little kindle to the fire. He might play this season out and ball. He might, he might, he might turn it up a notch, you know, kind of that, that, that Jimmy Butler proven to Minnesota, like, you can't win without me, you need me, and straight up just be the dog he is and just ball. If Kevin Durant wants it, he can go get it. He's that kind of dude, that kind of player. So inevitably, it will speak volume. And I'm telling you people, it will speak volume if the Warriors can patch this up. 
if they can move on, if Kevin Durant and Draymond Green can be man-to-man and look each other in the face and say, all right, I said what I said. I probably shouldn't have done it. I probably shouldn't have said it. I didn't really mean it. It came out the wrong way. I was emotional. And just move on. There's more to life than just than just dwelling on the past. There's more to life than just, you know, keeping that inner anger of, of what he said, what she said. So this will be a good test for the Warriors. This will be a great test for the Warriors. So we're going to see if they're for real. We know what they are. We know they can win 73 games in a season. We know they can win back-to-back titles. But if they want to get over the hump and be legitimately considered as a dynasty, they got to get over it. They got to put personal issues aside and invest in the team's greater good. Or else this could be the first domino knocking over to a catastrophic leaving of Kevin Durant. Now, speaking about leaving and drama, I want to talk about my thoughts on Jimmy Butler getting traded to Philadelphia. So before I talk about the logistics of the trade, I just want to address that Jimmy Butler is for real. Like This guy can play. Outside of maybe Clay Thompson, he might be one of the best two-way guards in the league. This guy can get it done on both ends of the floor, people. Both ends, which is hard to come by nowadays. So in my eyes, Philadelphia won this trade. They got rid of two role players for arguably a top five player in the East. And I don't know what the hype is about Robert Covington, but to me, this guy's just a a standard NBA player. Like, he looks like an NBA player, right? Like, he has good size. He can, you know, kind of defend. You know, he's lengthy. But he averages 12 points a game. He shoots 35% from three. So sorry to break it to you, but this guy is a okay player. Now, I don't think Dario Saric is a lot better than Robert Covington, but I think a little bit better. I think he's a little bit more shifty with his movements. I think he can get to the basket more so than Robert Covington. And I think he can shoot better than Robert Covington. So for me... If I'm the Sixers, you can live with that. You can live with departing with Covington and Saric. But now, let's talk about what this does for the 76ers in the East. It spices things up, baby. This spices the East up, let me tell you. Now, I've always liked Jimmy Butler. I've liked the way he's played. I think he plays basketball the right way. But what made me start to love Jimmy Butler is when he took the second and third stringers on the Timberwolves, teamed up with them, and just mollywhopped on the starters in a Timberwolves practice. I straight up love that. I love that. I mean, what's a better way to stick it to you than on the court with guys you know who are way, way worse than you? In in every way, shape, and form, Jimmy Butler just, to me won that trade. I mean, his whole departure in Minnesota, that practice, him taking over a game and screaming to the fans like, you need me. You, fill in the blank, need me. So I'm glad Jimmy Butler left. He got what he wanted, and he has a real chance to compete for a title now. Straight up. A, an actual, legitimate chance to compete. There's only one concern in Philadelphia now, is the lack of three-point shooting, which I feel they'll 
they'll add certain pieces throughout the year. You know, last year they added Marco Bellinelli, Ilya Sova. So, you know, they'll add some perimeter shooters to go alongside J.J. Redick and company. However, as far as defense and ball sharing and pace and dogs, this guy's got it all. You have a pass-first point guard. You got a great rim protector and arguably the best player in the East in Joel Embiid. And now you're adding Jimmy Butler, a two-way guy that can go guard the best player on the team. A guy that can go get a shot whenever he wants. A guy that's clutch and knows his spots on the court. So to me, it's a great, great addition. I don't know if I pick them to win the East now just because I believe in... Kyrie and what he brings to the table for Boston. I believe Jason Tatum's the next guy that Boston needs. And then there's Toronto with Kawhi Leonard and the crew and Milwaukee with the Greek freak and nice players surrounding him. But I'll, I'll stay with this. If the 76ers can kind of buy in, like I was talking about with the Warriors earlier, like if they can buy in to who they are, you know, a, a dominant center position, a pass-first point guard, and a superstar two-way player and Jimmy Butler, they make them the Easter Conference Finals, people. They making some noise. I don't know if they make it to the finals, but they making, they making the Eastern Conference Finals. Because if Joel Embiid's putting up numbers like he is now, if that dude puts up 30 and 12 a night, if Ben Simmons slowly kind of gets his jump shot down, and Jimmy Butler plays with that chip on his shoulder and of that thought that what Minnesota was to him and how he was viewed there, and to play with that fury and that fire, Sixers have a for real chance to show us that trusting the process actually pays out.